Welcome to the B'nai B'rith International Podcast. I'm CEO Dan Mariash, and thank you for tuning in today. I hope everyone is staying home and taking care of themselves and staying safe. I'm joined today by a special guest, Yoel Har-Eben, Director of the International Division and Resource Development at Sheba Medical Center, part of Tel Shemer Hospital in Ramat Gan, Israel. As Director of the International Division, Yoel oversees everything Sheba does across Israel's borders. This educational and humanitarian outreach also includes overseas missions to deliver aid and emergency medicine, training and collaborations with international healthcare workers, partnerships with renowned medical institutions worldwide, and Sheba's ARC Innovation Center, which fosters the development of unique digital health capabilities across the spectrum of care. And perhaps y'all's most important role right now, though, is working uh, on the uh, coronavirus response at Sheba Medical Center. Uh, the center is at the forefront of dealing with the coronavirus in Israel, uh, utilizing specialized isolation units and creating underground units for ICU care. The experts at Sheba are also developing simulations and courses on how to communicate with patients, families, and others in end-of-life scenarios. Some of the initiatives Yoel is overseeing at Chiba to combat the virus will likely be used all over the world as countries try to save lives. Now, in our conversation, we'll be talking about all of this, how Yoel is managing his staff and working with his colleagues in a time of crisis, and about Chiba Medical Center's role in fighting the coronavirus pandemic. Thank you, Yoel, for joining us today. Thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon from uh, Tel Shomer, Israel. Well, I have a, a large number of relatives in Israel and uh, am trying to follow uh, the crisis there. But for our listeners uh, who don't have family there, what's it like in Israel today? So um, most of the population here in Israel are um, um, very um, follow restricted rules. So, you know, Usually it's take me in the morning to drive to Sheba, 40, 45 minutes. Today it was 15 minutes. So the, um, most of the Israelis stay home, don't go outside. It took a few days to accept those rules. But right now it's uh, happened to be that um, the vast majority of the population is um, world disciplined. Uh, we can see it also here in, in, in Shiva Medical Center, which the, uh, you know, the regular, the, the routine uh, procedures uh, went down uh, to 60%, which means that uh, if you are not needed to come to the hospital, you stay at home. Now, obviously, you're working under tremendous stress, you and your colleagues. But in terms of, of the virus itself and its treatment, what have you learned in the weeks since your first case? So um, first we, we learned that, um, that the contingency of the virus is, uh, is very dangerous. So it might uh, act as a, a flu or a viral infection, but it's uh, the way it turns and moves from patient to patient or from person to person, it's uh, very quick and it also stays on surface for many, many hours, unlike other viruses that we know from the, uh, from the past. Therefore, um, the social isolation and the mask that we are wearing, if you're able to see me, you'll see that uh, most of the day we are uh, wearing masks. 
Um, so all the stuff, uh, rather they're in connection with the patient or when they're staying with the other staff, are wearing uh, masks, um, um, using gloves, and uh, keeping our hygiene, especially our uh, hands hygiene, very highly. Well, all of us have been told to either self-quarantine, isolate ourselves. Essentially, we're, we're all on, on lockdown. But what do you do inside a medical facility itself? And tell us about these special isolation rooms uh, that you've uh, created. So because we are um, life and kicking medical center, we cannot uh, shut down and, you know, tell our patient go home, try to find some other place. We are the biggest and the most comprehensive uh, medical facility in Israel. And, and uh, therefore, our patients need to come and, and, you know, we need to still deliver kids. We need to deal with a cancer patient, do um, operations on, on cancer. And so we need to keep the routine. So we made a decision that we will separate, totally separate as much as we can, the corona situation from the day-to-day, -day, and we will separate even the stuff. So we create two, actually two kind uh, of stuff. Those who were volunteer to treat patient, uh, corona patient, which they are not switching. They are switching with each other, but they are not going into the main hospital. And we made it as much as we can. We separate by building and by distance the corona uh, areas so we can control uh, the day-to-day -day life and the routine and try to contain the routine as much as we uh, able. Meanwhile, in the other side of the hospital, uh, do whatever we need with intensive care, with highly sophisticated, uh, sophisticated uh, um, machines and, 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 and um, telemedicine and, and the top stuff we, we can post for this mission for treating corona patients. So first, separate as much as we can and uh, act in, in dual actions. We moved uh, our um, uh, way of thinking. We moved to a, a wartime. So we need to educate and we educated three weeks ago and a month ago, my, uh, our staff, that it's a war. We need to, to act in a wartime. It's like our missiles from Gaza, but the, um, the difference that we cannot see the enemy right now, but we need to understand that this is a war situation. It's a critical war situation. So we need to follow the rules. We need to follow the instructions. We need to come, you know, we separate, uh, we move to shift uh, 12 to 12. So it's not a regular situation in Israel. Uh, we keep uh, um, checking our staff every day, sometimes in some places, uh, three times a, a day for fever, for uh, vital signs, to see that the staff is protected and not got infected by corona. We offer them uh, dormitories if there is a chance that they will infect the other part of the family. We ask them to stay here. We, we supply them. Uh, room and dormitories within the, the hospital so they will stay here and not go home and infected the other part of the families. So it's not uh, just treating the patient with the best uh, medical and the best physician that we have, but also to give the system and, and you know, to hug the system with all the need that the medical staff and the patients need for this uh, critical time.
What about the issue of basic supplies? You know, we uh, here in the United States, uh, we're getting reports uh, from uh, various places, particularly where there is a concentration of cases, the state of Washington, New York, um, hearing about uh, the issue of basic supplies. How are you doing on that front? I will tell you, um, uh, it's a little bit uh, tricky, um, and it's because the Israeli medical system is organized always to keep supplies for wartime. And because since uh, 48, we didn't go out from um, the war, uh, wartime situation, we always needed by enforced by the Ministry of Health and Ministry of, of Homeland Security and, and Defense to keep supplies for uh, weeks and, and sometimes for months. So within, within our uh, um, storage, uh, we have enough supply for the next uh, two months. And it's due to the uh, order of, you know, be prepared for war. Uh, I think this is on our benefit, which I understand from my colleague in, in the States and some other places that they are not acting like this in, in routine times, so they are in a big, big problem. We got uh, a lot of uh, requesting right now to assist all over the world uh, with supplies, with uh, um, especially with masks. And we are uh, preparing ourselves in the next uh, coming days uh, to do so. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, now, as of at least last night before this program, I, I checked, and I think there are 150 countries, I think there are like 194 countries in the world, but 150 countries now uh, have uh, victims who have tested positive. Um, are you, how, how much are you hearing uh, from uh, medical and health officials in other countries uh, for advice, and not only for the supplies, but also for advice on, on how to treat uh, the victims? So you, you touch a very, very uh, sensitive but important uh, point. Um, we do a lot of effort. Uh, we dedicated uh, a team for those education missions because learning and teaching, it's not enough to, to learn. If you know something and not sharing this knowledge, uh, you are... Um, you are uh, you're not good, you're not, you're not a professional. So we try to learn, but also to share the knowledge with our colleagues and with whom is uh, asking for um, um, our advice. So the beginning, um, um, the Chinese uh, medical array was a, a huge substitute to learn. And I must say that they share with us freely the information and we got a lot of interest and, and uh, medical information regarding uh, uh, what to do or what not to do, or what recommended. And, and we try, uh, even here, some of the uh, good things that we heard from the Chinese. Later on, when we go into this cycle of, of uh, patient and, try and, and started to uh, treat patient ourselves, uh, we shared our knowledge with our American college, uh, of, of course, but also with our European college. Uh, Right now, there is a huge discussion between uh, Israel and, and, and Italy. Try to learn what's going on there. Um, we are very close uh, geographically, uh, but also demographically, and we try to understand why Italy and Spain are um, 
acting differently to Germany, which is also a, a country that we are in a close relations uh, regarding medical exchange and, and uh, uh, patient knowledge uh, about the corona. So, yeah, the answer is yes, and it's, it's very important to continue uh, share the knowledge. We are running a few webinars from Chiba Medical Center. Uh, uh, it's freely um, because we understand that uh, um, the United States or, or, uh, or America are going to enter within the coming uh, days a huge crisis which we are already uh, past. So every knowledge and every uh, information that we can share, we will be happy to do this. You know, another word that uh, we hear, and you know, we're all of us as, as, as laymen are, are watching, and um, we probably, you know, learn more medical terms uh, over the past few weeks uh, than at any point in any, of our, in any of our lives, those of us who are not medical professionals. But one of the words that we hear a lot today is uh, telemedicine. Uh, and I understand that, that you've had some success in using telemedicine in, in treating the virus while protecting medical staff. Can you talk briefly about that? Yes, of course. Um, you know, uh, I think it was the uh, the first time uh, that the need create the solution. You know, um, in, in the past, the uh, we have the solution, and we looked uh, for uh, to what problem it can answer. But with the coronavirus situation, I think it's for the first time that the situation or the need creates or demand the solution, and, and we find that uh, in many ways, um, already existing solutions that were created here in Israel uh, and at Sheba were very, very fitted and, and uh, adjusted to this uh, uh, opportunity because we want, from the beginning of this crisis, we want to jeopardize our staff as uh, little as we can. So. Um, we embedded very, very fast uh, all the technologies that the industrial uh, in Israel has to offer, which are uh, um, uh, Taito, uh, example, which you can measure temperature, um, but also early sense, which you can um, detect breathing from re uh, remote and uh, some others, uh, internet tools that uh, was developed here to be in a, in a close contact with your patient, uh, but also remember what I'm saying, this situation, this coronavirus situation will be uh, named in the, uh, or booked in the name of uh, medical history for the first time that um, the medical uh, diagnostics and medical connection between a patient and a, and a physician changed. Until now, it was very, very difficult to convince the, our physician to um, abandon the one-on-one -on -one situation, which, you know, they taught in the medical school that you need to teach, to, to touch your patient, to look in, into his eyes, uh, and then diagnose him. So this is the first time in, in mankind, I think, that the coronavirus forced us to look for another tools and, and to reinvite or recreate a new situation for, for medical staff uh, to take care of, of patient. Uh, if we need to go inside the isolation and do uh, resuscitation, of course, we will go inside the tent or the isolation area, 
will protect it and continue do what we uh, touch to do. But uh, basically, something is changing right now due to the coronavirus. Well, Israel is known as a startup nation and uh, is a, a great center of innovation for so many different things. Now, I won't ask you uh, for a guarantee uh, of, uh, of a solution here, but what do you hear about a vaccine being ready and when do you think it might uh, reach the masses? Well, this is the one zillion dollar uh, question about the vaccine uh, because um, if we do have the vaccine, it's, it's going to solve uh, most of the problem uh, around the world. But uh, to be optimistic, it's uh, between a year and a year and a half until we will have one active on the market. It's a long process. It needs to be very, very carefully uh, with all the safety uh, requirements and, and you know, the regulation that needed because at the end of the day, we find out it's, it's about life. So we cannot jeopardize uh, no one and, and going very fast with a product that wasn't tested enough or is not safe enough. So for my uh, experience, we are between a year and a year of, uh, and a half until vaccination will be active. Well, you all, thank you uh, for all you and your, your colleagues are, are doing. We really offer our sincere appreciation uh, to the medical experts uh, at Sheba. Uh, and really all health care workers around the world uh, for the, the difficult, the dangerous, and the very stressful work that they're doing uh, to heal the sick and to contain this virus. And I hope uh, we'll have a chance to bring you back again to um, check on progress, uh, see where you and, and Sheba are, and to have another discussion about um, this uh, terrible time of uncertainty, uh, health uncertainty, in which all of us uh, are living. So thank you again uh, for joining us. Thank you very much and uh, appreciate uh, your call and, and um, thank you, thank you again. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Be sure to visit our website, benebrith.org, to learn about our work, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to our show on your smartphone, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. And lastly, Tell a friend about us. For my guest, Yoel Har-Evan, I'm Dan Mariashin. We'll talk to you next time on the B'nai B'rith International Podcast. Stay safe, everyone.